this is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate two feet before we nursed. So listen, Lebertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You found the Barbecue Central Show. We do it live here every Tuesday. It's exciting. We talk about live fire stuff. Dennis Busso emailing in. Here's one for Meathead. I think watermelon is the best grilled fruit. Prove me wrong. Oh, Dennis. Colorado embedded correspondent coming strong. By the way, it does look pretty good. Can I show this? I don't know. Can I? Yeah, I think I can. There you go. Look at that grilled watermelon. It's also with the chat rollers. I mean, it's a little blurry, Dennis. Very nice. Gerald Cates, we are doing it live, of course. This is how we do we'll it. do it live. That's right. We do it live. Do it live! I wrote it. I can, I'll write it and we'll, we'll do, do it, it live. live. Absolutely. I detest watermelon to the highest order. I have no interest in it. It is gross and disgusting. Uh, having it grilled isn't going to make it potentially even taste one remote second better to me. It is highly dis- it's highly disgusting. It is. I hate it. Watermelon is the devil's candy. I don't have any interest in it. Not grilled, not smoked. I almost bought jackfruit and I got scared that it might even remotely resemble watermelon, so I didn't buy it. And jackfruit, I think that's what the uh, vegan brisket was of course uh was that a year or two ago everybody was talking about maybe that was only a year ago people were talking about jackfruit taking over the barbecue world but i don't want any of that no watermelon no grilled watermelon nothing don't commit my throat on that i don't even care you can't convince me that it's good because it's not good watermelon take your watermelon grill it and eat it all you want more for you Good for you. Still to come on this show, Sam the Cooking Guy. That's right. Third Tuesday, filling in as he moved out of the first Tuesday line. That's all right. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snappy Snaps, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 138, taking you back to August 19th, 2014. And are we keeping with the competition roundtable motif? Indeed, we are. John Solberg has really hit his groove here as he regales us with all of the meats of competition and the competition roundtables. This Friday, you will get your pork butt version of the competition roundtable. Darren Worth from Iowa's own Smoky D's sits in on this panel. David Qualls, pitmaster of the American Dream barbecue team, also sits in on this panel. And how about we mix in one of the most premier and has been premier Florida barbecue teams and does well in KCBS when he decides to do KCBS. Matt Barber of Hot Washulas 
That rounds out your competition pork butt roundtable. Back in 2014, some of the top pork cooks six years ago. Also, let me remind you, if there's a segment or a guest that you have had an extra great want to hear, I need to hear that again, run it back, find something else by this person, send that in an email request over to John Solberg, executive producer of that show. And he will do his best to meet your expectation. John, it's J-O-N at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's J-O-N. John at the BBQ Central Show.com. Also, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast in order to get the best moment show. Also, you'll get hour number one on Wednesdays and hour number two on Thursdays. And yes, I have the comments up just scrolling through as you're writing them in. So if If you want to say, oh, that's me, throw up a comment on Facebook. It will make it up there in rotation. Don't worry about that. Lance Owen has said the jackfruit is 180 from watermelon. All right, well, maybe I'll go back to Heinen's and give it a whirl. Who knows? Email from a listener. Hey, Greg, love the show. Listen all the time. First time email. Listening to the Terrell Miller segment has me screaming at my phone. So she can totally get it how the SCA cooks and the skill and talent it takes to hit a perfect medium mark, get those just right, not too dark, not too light grill marks that it takes, that skill, how in the hell is it not the same for chicken, ribs, pork, or brisket? Any average pit master can put chicken on a smoker and cook it for four hours. Yeah, it's done. Uh, Who the hell is cooking chicken for four hours? It's not done. It's beat at four hours. Anyway, any average pitmaster could put on ribs for six hours and they're fall off the bone good. Any average pitmaster could put on a pork butt, smoke it for 12 plus hours, and it turns into barbecue something. Brisket, please, not even going there. So please, someone tell me how that's different. Timing chicken for the perfect doneness so it's juicy and great texture. Ribs that are perfect bite without coming completely off the bone. Pork that still has moisture and uh, texture, not barbecue mush. Brisket, yeah, we all know. He who masters the brisket is the barbecue pit master. But if you take 30 minutes of prep work and cook an SCA steak and hit medium doneness, that's skill. I'm screaming into my radio. Have zero beef against steak guys. They're all grilling masters and amazing cooks. Most of those masters are pit masters as well. Numerous champions, great people, great organization. But this ideology is exactly what's wrong with the judging process. Just my two cents, worth about as much as well. I'm Jason, pit master with Keeping It Smoking Barbecue Competition Team out of Florida, and I compete in the FBA and KCBS. Look at you, Jason. Thanks for writing in. You know, I did listen back to the Terrell Miller segment, and as much as I enjoyed it live, I really enjoyed it listening back because my full attention can be on the interview at that point. As you can see from the second shot here, I have many things going on, so while I don't want to sit here and say that I'm not always paying attention, you know, I'm not always paying attention to the highest levels. Sometimes things get past me. Now, I do remember Carol saying that her preference is fall-off-the-bone ribs at home. I don't recall her saying that or making a reference to how the meat is being cooked or what the expectation of the meat being cooked at a KCBS contest is not as skillful as hitting medium steak temperature at an SCA event. I don't recall her hearing that. I recalled her hearing that she knows why you need to have that uh, slight tug or you know bite and uh, wherever you bite, the meat comes off, but everything else stays on the bone. I think she gets that. I think she merely was stating that at home and that the general consuming public is more trained on, let's call it, meat mush or a highly overcooked rib or that 
a falling off the bone rib somehow signifies that that is the pinnacle of barbecue rib success. I'm not necessarily a subscriber to that. I would rather have a little more texture or a little more bite on the rib. However, I don't want it to be uh, undercooked to the point where it's also now like a tough pork chop. I want it more aligned to the KCBS. It's tender enough to go in, but there is still some texture in the meat. Now, the ladies that I live with uh, fall off the bone all day long. If you open up that foil pack and all of the bones have fallen out of the back of the rack, they're perfectly okay with that. I don't have to uh, cut them, uh, pull the bones out, make my own uh, McRib sandwich. That's fine. Do it the way you want to do it. Gerald Cates says, My takeaway from the Terrell's segment was that judging has little to do with the best tasting product. <laughs> yeah, right. Hopefully, Sam the Cooking Guy is coming up. Oh, I can't wait to see. That's it? To put sound insulation on the top. 600 bucks? That's it? I think that guy's got himself a deal. I got 600 bucks. All right, once again, Sam the Cooking Guy coming up out of the break. <laughs> I'll turn the comments off as we get into that, too, so just stand by. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue is the oldest joint in Texas, owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Offering premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage could be on your menu as well. All meats are processed in that on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options are available. Shipping nationwide via the FedEx Food Service Distribution via Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new from scratch. Private label opportunities are also available. That's what Steve from Lion Energy was talking about. That's how they got into it. Private labeling, building it for other folks, and they are selling it under their name. Visit SouthsideMarket.com for all the info as you are at southsidemarket.com getting the info and then also chucking that cart full of sausage slammers and hot guts and you name it as you're checking out. Use promo code BBQ Central, all one word lowercase, BBQ Central, BBQ C E N T R A L. Get 10% off your entire online order when you use promo code BBQ Central. And it will work the very first time and the 700th time. It's not just an entry in 10% off. It's just 10% off no matter what. Give it to all your friends. Give it to all your neighbors. Tell them to get all the sausages. If they like jalapeno cheddar sausage, Southside has some of the best. You got to get BBQ Central is the promo code. 10% off is your savings at southsidemarket.com. You'll thank me later. We're back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. visits from a killer hog, a cooking guy, a man named Meathead, the author of Barbecue Bible, a grill girl, a bristly barbecue journalist, and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the Embedded Correspondence. Only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker. The most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal, visit pitbarrelcooker.com to tell them that the Barbecue Central Show has sent you. 
course you're going to tell them that. My next guest, blowing it all up on the YouTubes with over 2 million subscribers. In fact, 2.13 million at my last check. And people are eagerly watching those cooking videos, doing cooking classes from time to time, not right now. Uh, written a number of books. He's got another one coming out here semi-shortly. The Emmy's too many to number. We welcome back to the show, Sam, the cooking guy. Sam, what's up? How are you, my friend? I am absolutely fabulous. Uh, Sam, appreciate it. Have you I seen? Ha- have you seen the cut shot of uh, both me ahead and then the the entire setup that you told me to do, like a couple months no. ago? Have you seen that? No. Can I see? No. Yes. Can I see? Hold on. I'm gonna take you out of the picture here, but. This I'm okay to be out of the picture. Look at this. What do you think? Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. There you are. No. Oh, I just shut your sound off. Hold on. I got to find you. There we go. So what do you think about that? I think it's long overdue. Yeah? I have always been personally fascinated how your shit works. And I'm quite certain I'm not the only guy. I know there's people out there that have wondered. And here- They... Uh, may or may not understand the green screen that you sometimes refer to but it's nice to see exactly the vast landscape of screens look at that that's uh, impressive three screens the thing up here oh man i mean it's like a whole situation going on you wouldn't believe well actually you would believe it because now you can see it and by the way you, you know what's not uh what might be lost on some people is the fact that you operate. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I blew it. I blew it. Damn it. That happened. Christ. Wait, what people don't appreciate, um, buddy, is that you operate this all yourself. Yes. Uh, like, uh, like one of the people we listen to, Howard Stern, that operates his own board. He pushes all his own buttons. You push all your own buttons, the clapping, the buzzer, the stuff on screen, all of that stuff is you having to think, ask questions, work the business, think a few steps ahead. I'm impressed. I Thank really you. am. I could not do that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. So if you don't mind, please sit back just for a moment as I regale you with thanks and praise. First, the oh, mention God. of me and this humble show on your YouTube channel show last week. Totally incredible. Also, lest anyone think that I don't realize what kind of value that space has, uh, those people are completely wrong. I get it. Like a a a impromptu mention on your show is absolutely ridiculous, unbelievable. So getting a mention, getting a mention like that is something that I'm sure other companies would pay wildly through the nose. So to get something like that, as I'm watching the video. Because I'm a fan first was incredible. Yeah. A pinnacle moment for me, uh, honestly, as I say that, which leads me to list. Might I just take a second to publicly say how much I appreciate you as a person? As I have uh, said on. on this show before, we have never met in come person. On. You've come said on. it before. On. Solely online, text, phone call relations. But the kindness you have shown to me, the conversations we've shared, the coaching, the mentoring you have given to me, plenty of stuff I won't go into in this space. But I would be remiss if I didn't take an opportunity to say that I'm truly grateful for how our relationship has grown over the years, uh, the last 10 years or so. Really, you're like one of the nicest people out there. So, uh, you know, outside now of, you're hurting my wrist. No, not at all. Uh, you know, outside of a, of a few embedded correspondence and thousands of loyal centralites, I don't really keep too many friends, Sam, uh, because uh, I'm glad you're one of them. So thank you very much. I just wanted to say that. You're welcome. And isn't it, and isn't it, so this is, here's what's, in, uh, what's important in what you said. I consider you a very good friend. If I had to list my, what, who my very good friends were, yeah. I would list you, and yet we've never met. Right. Not in person. You know, you can you, you graduate high school, and then you go back to a reunion 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, whatever it is, and you run into people, and inevitably, you end up saying, after a couple of minutes, it's like I never left. It's like we're all still t- kind of together. We picked up right where we left off. It's sort of that for me with you, except there was no high school. Right. There was, there was never any precursor to this relationship. No, no. And one day, I promise you, 
uh, we will hug it out, bitch. Oh, we're going to hug it out. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah, we are. Now, by the way, uh, look what I got into. You're going to cook for me on... Yeah, go ahead. Look what I got into business-wise here. You ready for this? Yeah. Taking a page out of the Sam the Cooking Guy notebook. Here it is. I blew it earlier. I just saw this. This, That was the premature uh, exposing of the uh, (laughs) picture. Yeah, so a, a custom... Gerber, uh, one of the most prolific names in the knife industry, as we know. Uh, this I is am a, confused by not just a blunt end, but a square end. So it's a new style, is it? This is a, a cleaver pocket knife. So as I am out, it, I'm sure it would function uh, great for me slashing folks if I needed to under self-defense okay. only. However, if What's I was work? out uh, camping, like you were out at uh, Paso Robles or wherever the hell you were last night, what if you forgot a knife and you were cooking steak? I can whip out my Greg Rempe Signature Series Edition knife and cut everybody's wow. steak for them or trim a brisket <laughs> or pork butt or ribs, take the membrane off a of rib. I mean, are you, uh, are, you, are you knife carry guy? I'm not. Really? I live in a city. Uh, what, do I, what do I need a knife for? So do I. I live in Cleveland. Wait, well, hold on. Oh, come on. That's I knew that the was, reason. I led you right too, in. That was too easy. No too doubt. easy. Here's what I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. You carry a knife. I'm going to send you a knife. And yeah. you start carrying it. And I'm telling you, you will be surprised how many times a day you will reach for it and use it. It will fit into 20 different things that you did today, you could have been more efficient or you could have used this pocket knife. I'm telling you, they are fantastic. You know, I will equipment. tell you this. I, I have heard virtually the exact same words before from another friend that carries a knife. Yeah. Uh, I just thought if I'm a life guy. And it's not for, I never put it in my pocket thinking that Today is the is day it, that the chips are down, and I'm going to have to stab somebody in the neck. I mean, do I have it there? Yes, but in case. But wait, are you an in the pocket guy, yes. or do you wear it? No, it's in the pocket. It has the. It has. Uh, let me go back. See on the uh, one at the bottom. It's got that black clip, so it clips into yes. the pant pocket, and got that's it. that's how I wear it. It's not out now. You know, it's not like I have a, a gun on the side of my hip and a holster. This is, show me uh, it right now. This is well, I don't have it on me right now because I'm doing the show. Well, I thought you wore it. Yeah, but if I if I was any other time, but when I get home yeah. and I'm in for the evening, if oh, I was gonna be, if I was gonna go out from the show, go like go out, yeah. and I put on my uh, you know uh, my outside shorts, then immediately the knife goes right in. It's part and part. How parcel. about this? Yes. How about how about this? You come home. Yes. Uh, you've got the knife on. Yes. You uh, you put your shorts on. It's now home, Greg. No yes. knife yes. or knife. Knife uh, if in I, your shorts. Knife, no knife. If I have my nighttime jammy shorts on, yeah. no, no knife. Any other short or pants, always knife. Okay, so now your wife says, "Honey, the the Joneses are going over to Bucky's Steakhouse." Yes, and said, "Would we like to go and and have dinner with them?" Yes. You go, would love to. Love the Joneses. Can't wait. You can't wear your shorts. You go put on a nice a pair of pants and a decent shirt. Yes. It's a nice Cleveland steakhouse. Yeah. You go back upstairs. You put on the pants. You put on the shirt. Does the knife go in the pocket? 100%. No kidding. I have worn that knife as I am dressed up in three-piece suits. Because, again, it's not hanging off of my person it's in the pocket so really all you see even if you're looking for it is just like a metal piece sticking from the outside of the pocket and it secures the knife on the inside it could be a pen it could could be be a key holster i mean it could be any number of things and again it's it's merely for utilitarian purposes not for protection i I realize no i realize because i also have a uh, concealed carry weapons permit for a gun uh when i carry that uh, that is not utilitarian. That's for me to shoot somebody with if my life is in danger. There's only one purpose for that gun. And how often is that with you? Every day. The gun? Yes. 
It's called the Come on now. Concealed carry permit. I am carrying I all the time. I understand the concept. Yes. Well, I mean, why why have why have the concealed carry permit if you're not going to wear it? For the time you might be in a going to a oh, questionable what? location. I don't know. I can't I can't fathom any time when I would want a gun. Never? No. Hmm. I'm not a gun guy. All right, that's fine. You don't have to be a gun guy. But I uh, for, for, see how many see how many times I cut myself cooking. For for yeah, it's only one thing that's going to happen if I'm carrying a gun. You're going to shoot yourself I'm in the shoot foot. My nuts off oh, by accident. No, yeah. you don't want that. Or my nuts. Yeah, shoot, I don't. Shoot yourself that's in the why foot, I'm not the nuts. Smart enough not to carry. Yeah, I I say if you're gonna if you're gonna get a concealed carry permit, then obviously I do uh, a lot of. I spend time at the range. I'm proficient. I don't have. I'm not multiple gun guy. I have one gun that I uh, will carry and that I'm proficient with. Is it locked up right now? Yes. I don't have it on me right now. It's locked hesitate? in my safe. No. What? Okay, good. No, I mean, it's locked in my safe. And yeah. But, you know, I'm not... Uh, the gun is loaded, right? I mean, it's got the uh, seven in the magazine. It's got one in the throat. No, I get total. it. You're not I'm playing games. No. What, kind, what no. kind is it? It's a uh, Springfield it Armory... Glock? No, it's a Springfield Armory XDS 45 ACP. So I'm throwing big brass downrange... <laughs> And I suddenly are way more of a man than I ever imagined. Yes. Thank God. I I only wish somebody else would say that that lives in my house. Um, Now, keeping within the man subject, believe it or not, you know, we jockeyed you and Robin the Grill Girl around because of your your normal Tuesdays because uh, you celebrated 35 years of wedded bliss. Look at you. Actually, my parents are going to be celebrating 50 years next month, if you can believe it. That's a long time. What's the biggest... It's a, it's a long... It's a, what's the biggest yeah. secret to successful marriage for Sam and Kelly? Uh, we're friends, really are. I mean, clearly I love my wife. But we're definitely buddies. We're friends. We make each other laugh a lot. But I learned from my own brother years ago you on my wedding day his advice to me was look when it comes to deciding things discussing things if it means more to her than it does to you then don't argue about it here's an example let's say we're re- rearranging furniture if i don't have a particularly strong opinion about where the sofa should go then don't argue about it uh-huh. And a lot of guys do that. Ah, come on. Why are you putting it over there? And that just leads to a to a fight. So if it does, it's not a big deal to me. I don't argue about it. I don't fight about it. Kelly does the exact same thing. And honestly, I get more of my side of uh, winning of those things, if you can call it winning, because I don't ask for stuff very often. I don't argue back. That. And never go to bed angry. That, honestly, may be the most important thing. Going to bed angry only does one thing. It means you wake up angry, and then that continues another day. If you've not resolved it at bedtime, you better. Because if it goes into the next day, it now can go way longer. And that's where problems come from. Where are you at right now? I'm in uh, my restaurant, Gray's. Look at this. Love that background, by the way. Can you give us a quick yeah. twirl, uh, a we- twirl around? So this this wall, you know, it was just going to be a big wall. It's a different now because you can't really come in the restaurant. You know, we can only serve outside. But this is a, a bar rail. People to sit. Yep. These are not the right chairs here, but people would sit here. And then there's this big wall that we needed to do something with. So we decided to paint it with a slogan that I had on one of my very first seizures. Not a chef, I only play one on TV. Now, if we go over here, now you can get a look at the ah, whole place. Yeah, nice. That's a good, that's a nice space. It's a good size, nice size inside. Yeah. Comfy, feels good, looks good. So, now, the, the chairs and shit are, are messed up over here. It's not supposed to be like this. 
but this area here is kind of meant to be sort of like my my living room at home hmm. comfortable cozy even a wall with family pictures and stuff dogs kelly up there that kind of stuff got the kitchen and there here's, here's where the magic happens here watch oh my god she's guys- going in Hey, everybody, say hello. <laughs> You're on the Barbecue Central Show, everybody. Wow. Oh, there's that uh, cutting machine. machine. I love that thing. Oh, my God. I love that. Here's the... Wow. Look at that. It's the globe. Wow. And it's all... It's hand crank, right? Hand crank, yeah. Wow. Because... Uh, I'll go back. Because if it was electric, uh, the heat would almost melt the prosciutto Ooh. and you can't have that no so it's hand hand cut the crank old school but it's the best yeah. it's the best super thin gorgeous slices come off of that sam the cooking guy is talking to me here on the barbecue central show the cooking is website sam i saw you use the traeger yesterday for the lollipop chicken show so great to see you giving yeah. that cooker some work but you mentioned something within the show that oh, I found no. to be interesting. What? People forgot how convenient, and I quote, people forget how convenient and useful a toaster oven is. To be honest, oh my God. I scoff at the toaster oven, but maybe I shouldn't after hearing you saying that you shouldn't be so down on it or, or that people forget about it. What's so good about a toaster oven? It's an oven that takes up that much space, heats up way less, heats up way faster, and it's it's amazing. I and I said this, but I'll, I'll say this now for your audience: uh, UCSD, University of California, San Diego campus. Yeah, it's a great great college here. My cousin uh, asked me to come. Oh, is your cousin uh, better off for it? Of course. He's like a master artist. They have a great pottery program. He got his master's there. Amazing. Everything there is great. The UC system is very good. Hey, they asked me to come speak there um, about a year ago. And they wanted me to cook something. I go, look, I'm going to be like on a stage talking to an audience. Cooking is, I mean, I know everybody, anything I do, they're like, can you cook? Can you cook? And I didn't want to do anything. Uh, it was going to take me out of my space of talking and answering questions. So I tried to think about what could make sense. And I thought, I'll come up with something that the university students can cook in their dorm rooms. So I thought, okay, toaster oven's perfect because they got those. What can I put in it? What I put in it was about a $40 bone-in ribeye that was like this thick. Really? Ridiculous. Yeah. Little oil. Lots of kosher salt, pepper, garlic powder in the toaster oven. And an hour later, near the end of my talk, I took it out. I cut it. It was reverse seared it. It was so beautiful. You couldn't believe it. You would never expect that steakhouse ready looking to have come out of this thing. So why am I pissing all over a toaster oven? Was there a time... 10 or 15 know. years ago that they weren't great or they were just big toasters? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. You have a toaster probably, right? Yes. A two-slot yes. or four-slot right. toaster. Yes. I don't think much beats a toaster for toast. But a toaster oven, you want to make some melt some cheese on something simply, the toaster oven's the best way to do it. Hmm. What you looking at there? Me? Who's standing there talking to? What, what are you turning off? What are you talking What's, what about? What are you looking at? Well, you know, damn. Oh my god! I'll tell you. Tell me what you what you look at. Right here is my. Well, you can't see that because it's tilted, but this is my clock, so I yeah. can see you know where my segments are. Oh, you know, I got it. Okay. Remember, see all of this that I'm looking at while I'm also forgot, holding a conversation. Okay, I just but but when I was as you were looking at me, look at me. Okay, it looked like you were looking forty five degrees to the side. <laughs> As opposed to, uh, I don't know what that might, 30 yeah. at your screen. Are you uh, covering like your, your wife had come in and was yelling at you. Oh, no, no. Are you cover the grill guy? Yeah. Uh, like with one of those things? Like with a grill cover. Like if you have no. multiple grills, do you cover them? Uh, 
Did you hear the meathead uh, argument that I got in with him? No. Listen to this. I have never put a cover on my Max. I've had one for years. Never had an issue with rust. Where do you keep it's it? It's just outdoors in Chicago. Not covered? Uncovered. Completely. What the anyway. hell? I'm coming I to get that thing. You're an abuser. Any of my You're an abuser. Any of my How dare you? I just am too effing lazy. Plus, they should be able to take it. They should be able to take it. Too lazy. It takes one second. When I'm done cooking, my grill is hot. Yeah. I'm not going to stand there and wait for it to cool off. And put you don't have on. to. You got dishes I'm to do. Inside. You got pie to eat. How long do you think I'm that thing is going to stay hot? You think it's going to stay hot for an hour? It's not an offset cooker that's going to stay hot for an hour. Oh, my God. If you're going to invest, uh, how much is this cooker for the retail? Three. Three grand. You're not going to take five minutes to put on... Uh, a cover nope. from the elements. I mean, come I've on. Been doing, I, I have oh, left dear. my Max PCR uncovered. I don't even have a cover for it. Wow. For seven years now, not a spot of rust on it. What do you think about that? Is he crazy or what? Try to think of what I have. I have. You have the Traeger a, Timberline 1300, right? Or 850? 850. 850. All right. That, I have no the same cover. one. No cover? No cover. Wow. No. And you have that. Uh, I have a the greeny thing. No right? cover. Right. No. You don't have a cover no on cover. the gas grill because it's covered under. You know, like you have a, a roof over it, kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a an Evo on a cart. Yeah. But that it's that, brand new. That's got a, a a thing on it though. You have a cover. Yes, for that. Yes, but I covered that. Up yeah. Because that's covered all the way to the ground. Because that's brand new, and we're going to do something with that. I don't know what yet. Uh, and um, no, don't get excited. It's not coming to Cleveland. <sighs> Nothing uh, ever comes to Cleveland. But you know, you know the Santa. Well, uh, yeah, Santa Maria. Uh, you know the Santa Maria grill that I keep uh, covered. Uh-huh. But I have to do like a giant tarp, and then I have to string it around it because that's just bare metal. It's you know yes. that can get after. You could get r- uh, probably yeah. won't, but. Wow. Rosters. Now, is it because you just live in a nice weather climate, so you're not compelled to keep it covered? If you lived in an area where there was a real brutal winter, do you think you might be more encouraged to cover the grill? I think I might. If I lived yeah. in, in Chicago yeah. with Meathead, yeah, I might. Hmm. I have an uni. You know what the uni pizza yes, is? Yes, of course. I have a, uh, I know a the new uni. uni. Do you? Of course. I do an impression of the guy. Oh, yes, please. If I can do it now. Uh, let wait me a second. Wait a second. I'm not, no, not going to do it. Barbecue Central Show. You're not going to do it? I was running the bumper and everything. Are you going to do, do it? it? I'll do it. Okay, oh, go hold ahead. on. Go ahead. I'll do it. I'll a do it. Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Right here at the Breaking News Desk in Cleveland, Ohio, we throw it out to San Diego, California, where we find an impression of the uni owner. Um... This is Uni. What's well, it? I need more than that. <laughs> what what was it? Say? Uh, that was the worst impression no, no, I've no, ever no. heard. No. Okay. Uh, this is Uni. We've worked on this 15 years to make it the most efficient pizza oven that there has ever been. It's actually not bad. I like but, it. I, but, so I've got it. It's about like it. three months old. It's sitting. It's sitting on my deck. Yeah. And. I don't have a cover for it. I walk out a week ago, and I'm looking at it, and now it's starting to get marks on. What does that I mean? I ordered a cover right away. Marks? I don't know. Like, like discolored? Like, we have we have morning mist and, and dew, dampness. Morning dew. 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 And it's it's starting dew. to make marks on the top of it, and I don't like that. Huh. So I ordered a cover. All right. See? You, so you uh, are a cover guy for that i don't yes. know why right. the other stuff i don't really give a shit about well maybe if the other stuff looked discolored or that it was getting affected by dew you would cover it up i would imagine perhaps. that would yes, probably perhaps. follow suit. all right uh sam let me uh stand you by here for just one moment as i talk okay. about our friend sterling ball from big papa smoker let me kick it over there uh the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue and grilling. 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. You got flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Double Secret Steak, 
Desert Gold, the Jalapeno Line, Little Louis Season Salt, the list goes on. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor will remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. Aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers offering the very best pellet charcoal and wood cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. They have a new version out. Meathead reviewed it. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer, and they even offer special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, fine. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal cooker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. Not sure of what grill you need? Call them. 877-828-0727. Talk about what you need. Talk about what you're wanting, all this stuff. And they will help you out. Make sure that you're outfitted with the cooker that will fit your needs the best. The website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We also congratulate Sterling Ball on a top nine finish in Kanab, Utah this past weekend at the barbecue competition. We should also congratulate embedded correspondent Rusty Monson from... uh, Oh my God! What's his? What's the team name? Salt City Barbecue, third overall. Good job, Rusty. We'll recap that next week in the embedded correspondence. Maybe. BigPapaSmokers.com is where you need to go, and we'll be back with more Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Some of the best, por- uh, some of the best pork out there right now. Pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Charles Criddlin use it. It's got mouth-watering flavor, no artificial ingredients, a trusted choice of world championship pitmasters for use at competitions and at home. Smithfield.com is the website. Let me... Uh, what did I do with your shot here? There we go. Here we go. Here's, uh, here's uh, Lance... What is, what is going on there? Oh, there's plenty of stuff going on here. Lance Owen is weighing oh, in. Grill cover holds moisture, creating rust. Never, never, never cover any of my grills ever. Oh, uh, Sam, just in case you were wondering, Lance Owen lives in Hawaii. Shut up, Lance. With your paradise. Oh, shut up, Lance. With his paradise. Leave him alone. He lives in, I like his advice. He lives in a tropical paradise. I mean... Of course, you don't have to cover any grills. You don't have to. You don't even have to wear clothes in Hawaii. No, it's magical. Tr- Listen, yeah. well, it is magical. But right. as Lance would tell you, if he could, yes, they get plenty of moisture over there, my friend. Yes, well, they're surrounded by great it's lakes. It's a freaking island. There's water. There's many islands. It. Yes, I believe they have monsoon type rains at times. He's from Kona, where they make yeah, the coffee. Let me say this. Go ahead. Doesn't matter. An amazing weed. Let me add. Here's what's interesting to know. If you don't cover your stuff up, yeah. certain things, like the Komodo, the Komodo uh, grills, yes, the lid on top that you open to let smoke out, right? The damper thing. Yeah. If you're not going to cover it with the thing, you got to make sure that's shut. Because if it rains, then you're in for trouble. Oh. Then you're going to have rain going in and getting all of your ash. Yeah. Any leftover charcoal, wet and gross. Mm. So at least cover it up. Cover the chimney, or close yeah. the chimney. Yeah, close the bottom. Close whatever. The yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, where did I leave off with you, Sam? Saw the tra- oh. So um, you made the uh, what the hell was it? The the reconstruction of a Taco Bell burrito or some shit. Yes, the okay. five le- the. Yeah. Uh, the five-layer Taco Bell burrito. What I find most interesting about that show is refried beans. Now, yeah. it will come Love as it. no surprise, Sam, that my 
breadth of knowledge in Mexican cuisine is, in many eyes, especially as you get western part of the country, is lackluster. However, I'm trying to refine the palate and become more uh, authentic, whatever the hell that means. And you made your own refried beans. I've only ever uh, had them out of the uh, old El Paso can. And it's, you know, thick Here's like the a deal, spackle. Which is, yeah, which is completely acceptable. Oh, that's fine. But, uh, you know, we, we, it's absolutely fine. I have in my pantry at all times at least a couple cans of refrieds. Always. Really? For me, yeah, yeah. That would seem There's like sacrilege magical. to me for some reason. I don't know why. No, no. Sometimes you like to make it, so, and they're not difficult to make. You saw what I did. Yeah. How do you? So it tell everybody simple. how you did because they look magic. The the hard way to make refried beans is start with dried pinto beans, soak them overnight, and then go from the the draining them, putting them in a pot with some garlic and onion, and mashing them up and adding spices, or you take two cans or a can of of pinto beans that are already softened drain the water put them in a pot uh, and start to mash them i mean i put a little onion in the pot first and garlic let that saute a bit maybe not traditional but then i add the beans and then i add the cumin and garlic powder and and chili powder and oregano and i start to mash all that up and then add some of the bean juice that was in the can back in till it gets to the consistency that you like but refried beans with tortilla chips and an over easy egg or three. Hmm. One of the greatest joys in my breakfast life. Really? And, and they're, they're, you know, they're legumes. They're generally pretty healthy for you. I'm not making mine with lard, which is the traditional way to do it. If you had some bacon grease you wanted to throw in, they'd be incredible. If you wanted to put in some crispy bacon, they'd be incredible. They're just really good. So aside from one the, of my favorite things that I met, I was going to say aside from the eggs, like what else and, and Mexican dishes, what else do you use them for? Oh, uh, the all manner of taco, a layer of those, and to recreate that Taco Bell double decker taco, the soft tortilla on the bottom, then a layer of refried beans, and then one of those crispy tortillas. Taco shells that looks like this, yeah. nestled in that, and then the ground beef or chicken or lobster or pork or whatever you want, then tomato and lettuce, all that nonsense, and onion and cilantro, that in there. But when you fold that up and you've got the soft layer on the outside, then the refried beans in there, the crispy layer, it's freaking heaven, man. <laughs> it's heaven. I don't think Taco Bell still does that, but it's one of the things you have to make. And see, maybe it's because I live here. From where I'm sitting right here, I could be at the Mexican border in 20 minutes. And in 22 minutes, uh, I'd be in the land of the best Mexican food in the world. Where's that? It's called Mexico. Oh, uh, oh okay. I, I didn't know if like there was a specific city. I, I got the Mexico part. Yeah, well, Tijuana is, is literally on the other side of the border. Huh. And Tijuana has the great Mexican, Mexican food. No, Tijuana has incredible Mexican. Incredible. Hmm. Incredible. It's a small town. I mean, it's not that small, but uh, but the food scene there is is great at every level. Hmm. Every level. From the tortilla guys, uh, the taco guys, the little carts, uh, food halls, to sophisticated uh, dining. Some great work being done down there. Hmm. Great work. But I love refried beans. You should try them sometime. They're very... Do you like refried beans? Yes, I love them. Do but they come on the side of your chori pollo? Yes. Yes, beans there. and rice. Uh-oh. Hang on one second. Here we go. Are you a Mexican food fan? Yeah. You ever heard of something called chori pollo? So, no. How long have you lived here? How old are you? 26. 26-year-old man right behind me. Here, let's look at him. Oh. Say hi. Hey. Never heard of it. He's never lived lives life here. yet. He's never lived life then. Here. 26 years he's lived here. Never heard of Troy. Bill. Let's ask another guy. All right. I'm not making this stuff up. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to do this? Bill, All right. you ever heard of something called chori pollo? No. Mexican food? 
Nope. Nope. Bill. No. Boyos chicken. Boyos chicken. Yeah, yeah, we know how to Chori speak Mexican, Bill. Okay. Combination of chorizo. Yeah, it's a weird. It's they right. have it in Cleveland. Right. Every everybody, and uh, Minnesota, that's, everybody that's in instant chat right now. Have you ever had or seen Chori Pollo? I will throw up the rolling comments here. So uh, tell us that it might take a second to catch up here, but let's uh, go I ahead and, and see. I understand. I understand. All right. So uh, we need uh, more than a happy face. Way weigh in weigh in on the Facebook chat if you've ever Thumbs had Chori Pollo. If you. All right. Amazing weed. Hold on. He's talking about Conan. Yes. You're going back yeah. a couple of. Yeah, I know. It's going to catch up here in just a second. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this turns out. Yeah. All right, Daniel Rodriguez. Now, Never. In, yeah. in fairness, he is uh, he's in your neck of the woods. He's Cal, uh, like a SoCal guy. Yeah. Well, why should somebody in Southern California uh, have an opinion about uh, Mexican food? Yeah, I don't know. Because we should. Negative. There you go. There's two no's. Nope. Negative. Huh. Oh dear! Flying in fast now, and I don't think they're just defending me. Jeez, yeah, I mean they shouldn't me. because it's my freaking saying, show. I think what they're saying rightly is that I'm waiting for a yes. Oh, I think we're going to be waiting. <laughs> I mean, it's it's I'm just it's you, just no after no invented, after no. Wow! It was invented in that All right, that's also Mexican that very Mexican cultural city of Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm pointing out the obvious here, Sam, but we do have quite an active and uh, 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 authentic Mexican population here in Cleveland. And that's not where you're finding it. You're finding it at white Mexican food restaurants. No, I'm not. But my favorite Mexican restaurant called Coco Locos... <laughs> which is four minutes. <laughs> which is not Mexican. Of course. Which is Stop four minutes. Now. The the owners, uh, the daughter of the owners, is friends with my youngest daughter. They are as Mexican it as it mean comes. Anything other than their friends. They're okay. Mexican. So that, that that's hey, not you, it. You know what's on the menu? You know what's on the menu? Yes. Margarita. Not for the Mexicans. What? No. It's not on the menu for the Mexicans. It's on the menu for guys for white gun toting. Knife wearing white guys that keep women That's in their basement. They don't understand. No, I didn't even do that. I don't need to do that. I got enough ammo without without going to the, you guys chopping kids up in their basement. Yeah, we didn't chop anybody up. We just held them against their will for like twelve years. That's fine. All right. I bet you, if the owners that are friends with your daughters, yes, and you know them. The Coco Loco. I'm guessing that if they were in a group of their fellow Mexican friends and family, uh, they would lie about having chori pollo on their menu. Oh, you think so? that that would uh, that would take away their Somebody street said, credibility? Hey, uh, I heard something. Do you have something called chori pollo on their menu? They go us? No, you must have heard wrong. No, way. we don't have that. No way. We would never. <laughs> have such a dish. let me guess let me can you get like oh i don't know a pina colada at the uh yes coco loco and a margarita sure can. of course and chips yeah. and salsa margarita. as you wait for the food yeah. yeah of course why not isn't that how it all happens uh look i know you have a love affair with cupy mayo but out of the american mayo versions do you have a favorite no i don't buy it uh, at all? No. Oh, only QP Mayo, no matter what? I have, it's the only one I buy. Oh, my goodness. So you've never had Dukes? Why buy anything else? No, and I know you're a fan of Dukes. Yes. Huge fan of Dukes. Big fan. Uh, and by the way, I, I found I, I, out I, I, I that know, there is a fervent following of Dukes that I had no idea even existed. It's funny how people... Get behind certain products. Yeah. And of all the products to find people get behind, Mayo, Mayo. like QP and Dukes. Right. Because Mayo is a is a love it or hate it thing. There's very few people that have no opinion of Mayo. Right. Yeah. You love it or hate it. And, and by the way, I think you, can, like so you can further delineate between Mayo and Miracle Whip. Oh, yeah. 
You know, like I love mayo. I don't hate Miracle Whip. Oh, it's it's the worst. It's got that fake zingy flavor to that, it. It's, it's got that taste. Yes, that taste. I don't hate it. That's exact. I wouldn't want. That's never I complimentary. I wouldn't want by a the sandwich way. with it. Yes, but that's no, that's not complimentary. Right. It, yeah. It's got that taste. I think it has a place. <laughs> I think it probably has a place. For what? Have we talked about Macaroni this? Have you, ever, have you ever used mayo? Have you ever used mayo on the outside of like a grilled cheese? Uh, no, I haven't, but I've seen it on... Uh, that you, have I seen that on your your video? You've seen it on Sam the Cooking Guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, just let me talk to your audience for a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Yes. probably mostly gentlemen, am I right in that? Mostly, but we have women like Sylvie Curry mostly. and Diane Mee, yes. Yeah, I got you. Just let me tell you this. The next time you go to make a grilled cheese or any kind of grilled sandwich that would require mayo, that would require butter on the outside... Mm-hmm. Just when you're reaching, Sam, Sam told me, um, I, I'm going to do it. And it looks bizarre. All right. Piece of a sandwich is built. There's grilled, there's cheese and whatever, bacon, whatever you're putting in it. You take it, you put mayo on just like butter and then just throw it in the, the pan or however you're going to cook. Wow. Oh, and- you would never taste it and say. Uh, oh, uh, is there mayo in this? You would just taste it and say, that was fucking awesome. And does it lend to a better browning on the outside? Or like, what else do you notice? Aside from not using uh, butter? No, I think if I did two of them, you would not know which was which. So why bother? It's kind of the same. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And it does add a nice... A nice uh, Extra rich taste. Yes. Well, that I can see. Uh, one of the, I don't want to get into the barbecue weeds here and show off my knowledge, but one of the key ingredients to the Arby's brisket sandwich, when that, uh, and I think it's still out now, uh, that might even be a, a normal menu item, is there's a layer of mayonnaise on the bottom bun, and they can use less brisket because mayo doesn't taste. It takes on the taste of brisket, and as you take the bite, the mayo is rolling around in your mouth and coating. It richens the whole thing it up. It makes it yeah. seem like I you have that. more brisket in your mouth. It was like one of the gene. I had the whoever was in charge of making that sandwich from Arby's on many, many years ago and told me that, and I was like, wow, I want to take a dump all over this, but it's kind of brilliant in its own right, so... Just in case you're trying to hide flavors or use less meat and increase the the mouth feel, uh, add a little layer of mayo. I, I like the idea that it. I like the idea that increases mouth feel. I don't like the idea that they can cheap out on the amount of uh, brisket they're using. So with that theory, that's in their roast beef, RV things too. Then right, probably. I guess, yeah. Dennis Busso from Colorado. Mexican chori pollo recipe. One of my favorite meal choices when we go to our favorite Mexican restaurant is chori pollo. The delicious dish has layers of cooked chicken with chorizo sausage, caramelized onions, all topped with cheese for one tasty meal. Chorizo. Chorizo. Can I get you to say chorizo? Chorizo. Chorizo. That's how you say it properly. It's it's C-H-O-R-I-Z-O. Not... C-H-R-I-T-Z-O. It's not chorizo. Chorizo. It's chorizo. Chorizo. Gracias. No. Chorizo. Gracias. No. De nada. No. I can speak Spanish, by the way. Uh, okay. All right. Look, uh, you are releasing videos Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, which means tomorrow. What are we waiting for? Yes. Tomorrow, are we doing a big reveal? Exclusive? What are we doing? We're ahead. I don't know what it is. Oh my! Also, so sorry. within oh, the like, minutes of this conversation, I, no. within the minutes of this conversation, yeah. we also realized that I have invested in five hundred thousand of these, which I will be printing money with here shortly, as soon as I get inventory. I'm very excited about that, as I, I'm sure you know. Five hundred thousand. I, I invested think that's a good five. Number. The round number. I, I, mean, I don't have near the subscribership. I would have of said. Maybe a little, uh, a little deep right off the bat. But Ooh. what the hell? No, not, I don't want to run into. Go home. I don't want to run into a, uh, a situation where I'm out of stock. I want to have plenty of stock. No, plenty. No. I feel bad. I have been. Yeah. 
Um, also, we have, uh, uh, yeah. What? You have what? Nothing. Nothing? I have nothing. All right. Wait, I'll tell you. Stand by. Right. Tomorrow's we- episode is. Yes. Drum roll, drum roll. Wait, I'm just waiting for the dots to complete for Max to tell me. <laughs> oh boy, I thought he'd be done by now. This is embarrassing. Uh. Right, you gotta keep that shit. Should have the drum roll on loop. Okay. Here we go. No, oh God, wait. Oh my God. Oh my shit. What's tomorrow's episode? <laughs> oh, just make something up. I mean, nobody's uh, I really driving. watching. I mean, who cares? I know I can't. I don't know what it is. Deep fried watermelon. They keep talking. Thank goodness. We're making deep fried watermelon. I, I knew it. Have you? Uh, wait, you did deep fry a steak a little while back, right? Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did a like a big tomahawk, right? I think we actually talked about that. Now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Oh, I know what tomorrow is. Yes. Here we go. I think I think I got it figured out. He's oh. not helping. What is? We're doing a Nashville hot <gasps> steak. <laughs> wow, Nashville hot steak. What kind Nashville of a, hot steak. what kind of cut do we use for that? Is that like a skirt steak or a I used to, flank I, steak? No, I I used a little uh, boneless wagyu ribeye, about that big. Yeah, just uh, was it uh, just the cap or just the eye? Uh, the eye. Yeah, nice pickles. Yeah, absolutely on top. And the, and, and the uh, spicy oil the Texas sauce, toast, bread and butter. Yeah. Hmm. All right. The exact spicy oil sauce that we use at Not Not Tacos. For the Nashville Hot Chicken Taco, which, by the way, is a tank. I love Nashville Hot Chicken. Did you deep fry the steak? Yeah. You did? <laughs> what are the yeah. chi- Serendipitous. We were just talking about frying a steak. There you <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I, can't. God, I hope that's the one. That's believe, yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm baited. It was great. Yeah, I bet. Well, Fried steak. That's how we used to do fondue yes. when I was growing Con- up. Confirmed by Max. All right, thank God. By deep frying... Uh, that was the thing. What happened to fondue? I don't know. Like uh, anybody that I've ever told what my version of fondue was, they look at me in shock and horror because they're just used to the cheese fondue with breads and fruits. And I said, "Oh, well, you're going to say the you know the oil? Didn't you have a vat of oil and cubed beef, and you just stick it in the oil and hope you cooked it right, and then compound butter waiting on the side?" That's what I had. That was fondue Look, for me as a youth. When, when we went out for fondue to a fondue restaurant, my mom didn't make it, but every so often we'd go out. You would get both. You'd get bread, you'd get beef, you'd get blah, blah, a million things. There was always a cheese pot, melty cheese pot, and an oil pot. Hmm. And they're both good. They both have a place. Yeah. I I. I'm not, uh, I've never really done cheese fondue, but I have many great memories of, of oily beef fondue, especially the time when I was in ninth grade and I was uh, had the beef cube on my hand and the fork underneath, and then I oh, no. rammed the fork through my hand. That was great. That a boy. Yeah, that was. That a boy. That was the first time I ever said the f word in front of my parents, live and in person. How'd that go down? Oh, I got away with it because I had that a worked. fork sticking in my hand. They were a little more concerned. I don't even think they heard me say the F word. I think they just saw a fondue fork sticking in my hand and were like, oh, that's that's taking the level of dinner down right now. So, all right, we're going to look for the Nashville hot steak tomorrow at thecookingguide.com on the yeah. YouTube channel, 2.13 or more million subscribers. And are, like, are we taking or a week more. off, and you're going, you're coming back into the normal seat, or what? Oh, I'm here. We're in. All right, we're in. Here we go. So uh, Sam will have a breather next week, and maybe next the week after. And, and that, the book we September. we launched the book. We launched the book on. Uh, we launched the book on. Uh, Is that November? Friday. Ooh, Friday. No, no, no. 
great. Well, I haven't, I haven't shown the, well, I haven't, so I've ta- just hinted at it. Yes. So we'll be, uh, we'll be able to can, talk uh, about it is uh, what we're saying. Absolutely. All right. So it comes out November 10th. First Tuesday of September, you'll be back. We'll be talking about the new book and concept and all that good stuff. We'll be able to look at it and yeah. hold it. Well, I'll be able to look at it and hold it. Yeah. I only have one copy right now. Also, I will uh, not be getting any more for see a while. See if you can put this in the memory bank. There is something that will look the same on us in at that time, and that's all I'm going to say. Don't take any guesses. But there will be something uh, that is the same about us. The first Tuesday in September. All right? Us. All right. Yes. You and me. That's hard. Yes. You and me. There you go. Uh, Sam, the cooking guy, can be found over at the YouTube channel, the cooking guy, and thecookingguy.com. Subscribe if you haven't already, and we'll see him in the first Tuesday of September. Sam, always appreciate the time. See you, man. You got it. Thanks for having me. Always, always happy to be here. Appreciate it. There he is, Sam, the cooking guy, right there. And now. We have to, as I say, make tracks out of here because we've gone long, but always worth it. That was Sam the Cooking Guy. Nashville hot steak tomorrow. Very exciting. Nothing better than fondue. And a ribeye Wagyu fondue to that. How about it? All the way back in the first hour, Stephen Reichlin was in. BarbecueBible.com is website. We talked about a plethora of things, not the least of which was how great pork tenderloin is. We learned about where the etymology of bacon came from, and it was referencing pork initially. Uh, also some beef. We talked about horse, unsolicited by me, by the way, I would like to add. He led us down that road. Steve DeShazer was on after that, talking about Lion Energy. Safari LT is the one you're going to want to check out. Get the two solar panels. Get the uh, LT Power Pack or whatever the hell it's called, like a Grand. I might pick one up. Why not? Second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy. All Sam, all the time. We'll take next week off. Well, he'll take next week off. I will be here. Embedded correspondents are in. Derek Riches will probably be back in. He took last month off. Had another pressing engagement. Fun stuff. And then Sam the Cooking Guy and Malcolm Reed will be back in two weeks' time as we jump the month of September, if you can believe it. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs>